is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. My name is Lex, and I'm not here with my co-host, Simon. This week, we're going to do things a little differently. A few months ago, we recorded an episode for our reserves. We were planning ahead. We were going to try to have some episodes lined up in case of an emergency where we couldn't record or anything like that. One of those episodes was an Ant-Man miniseries. Well, last week, I got to thinking Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is about to come out. So why don't I just slide that episode in on release week? So that's what we're going to do. We're not going to do any trending topics or anything like that. We're going to go straight into the review of Ant-Man. Next week, we're going to review the Kang miniseries that came out a few years ago. And I think before that review, we're going to give our thoughts on the Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania movie. So enjoy this relatively shorter episode. I think it's still an hour. I'm working on condensing them. I want them to be like 30 minutes, 45 minute long episodes, cutting out all the fluff, giving you everything that I think is the funniest or best moments from our recordings and then putting the uncut episode over on Patreon. So if you do enjoy our sidebars and pure nonsense, you can still get that. So give me a second to cue this thing up and we'll be right back. Welcome back guys. And thank you for giving us a second to catch our breath. This is the section of the podcast where we review a trade and in 2023, we still call it a trade review. Welcome (laughs) to the future. In this episode, we are reviewing a book called Ant-Man, plain and simple. No catchy saga or no catchy title or anything like that. It's just Ant-Man. Yeah, man. It kind of made it hard to find. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You had to put Ant-Man 2022. That's that's like the easiest way to find it, I think. I really like Tom Riley. He's the artist on this. And so, and these covers really pop to me. So whenever I saw it, them originally i knew that i wanted to review them on the show it's also written by al ewing who wrote the immortal hulk so no oh, i thought that was patrick ewing it's his, it's his brother oh, okay <laughs> al yeah so for those listening if you're not listening then i guess you're never going to hear this but for those listening yeah. what are you doing here tom yeah did you do you know are you lost was it tom riley he yeah, was tom. he was the artist on the thing book that we reviewed a couple yeah. of weeks back. So, yeah, I was excited to see more of his work. This looks different, though, it which does. is cool. Different different style. but <clears throat> Yeah, and I feel like they use different styles for each issue. So that that's really pushing his, his skill to the limits. I like it. Yeah, his agenda. <laughs> All right, let's just jump right in. Ant-Man issue number one. Flashback to the early days of Hank Pym's career as the astonishing Ant-Man. It's date night for Hank and his girlfriend, Janet Van Dyne, but nobody told that to Ant-Man's enemies. (laughs) I I can't wait to talk about this. Watch as Hank's antagonists band together (laughs) to finally take down the scientific adventurer. But will anyone come to his rescue? And who is this mysterious stranger who stalks him? Join Al Ewing and Tom Riley as they explore the history of every hero, past, present, and future, called Ant-Man. All right, Tom, as usual, man, give me your initial thoughts. What do you think about when I sent you the book and then diving into this first issue? Well, I, I was I was excited, one, because like you said, the, the covers really, really pop, and I was curious what this was all about. But I also love Ant-Man. Uh, you know, they've, they did a lot. Marvel always 
makes a very realistic portrayal. I guess they he, they give all their heroes major flaws. So Ant Man is known to have like beat Janet Van Dyne and like mm-hmm. Hank Pym is kind of a shithead. But at one time in the mythos, he was just a guy. He was just a good guy. Yeah, and corny so, science adventurer. Yeah, so. I was excited to see what this, because again, we saw all the covers and each one of them has a different Ant-Man. So I was excited to see what, you know, how this all connected to the other ones, knowing that they have these sort of adventures. And there's also Ant-Man I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know anything about him. So same. Yeah, he was introduced in this book. So it was cool to kind of see a new character experience that with you a lot of times we don't get to read books that go on in current continuity because there's so much and like this book has a lot of convoluted history it really does but what i like about it is that it tells you all of it and it like and it's so convoluted that it's just like hey this is just what it is yeah (laughs) it kind of makes fun of itself like some of the shit is so ancient yeah that it's like if you feel like referring back to it here it is but yeah, even in this uh, first issue, it's like astonish- Astonishing Ant-Man's from way back in the day. Like, if you want to go look at Astonishing Ant-Man 41, go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I was curious to see how, you know, this new character kind of fit into the whole narrative. But really, like I said, even some of the Ant-Man that are, that are past, that have, I, don't, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it was cool to go back in time, if that makes yeah. any sense. Because I I don't remember if it was you or someone else that tweeted, you know, sometimes it's okay for comic books to be goofy. They don't have to it be was, serious all the time. It was me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree, you know, sometimes it's fun to just read something that's just fun and it's mm. relaxing and it doesn't it's not the edge of your seat. The universe isn't on you know uh, on the verge of destruction it's just a fun little story yeah or it's not like dark and gritty and rooted in reality with like i don't care about politics being in it but i'm saying like you know it's not like the end of the world this is global corruption it's just like it's okay to have this completely zany story that doesn't make sense you know why would these characters ever do that it doesn't matter because they're not real man i think sometimes we need to remember that yeah yeah right no i mean this story does go in that direction but it still yeah. has fun with it you know it's yeah. very pulpy i guess yeah, especially um, this first issue yeah the first issue man so we know we've talked about tom riley before mm-hmm. we, we like his work but the coloring in this first issue is really where it's at i think as far as just like the very old school you can see you can see the half tone dot pattern digitally that he's put in there right mm-hmm. But just like the way everything is colored, the stylistic of, you know, how it's styled, you can just tell that there was a lot of love in here. And it really, it looks like it was dug up. (laughs) Yeah. Even the actual page is colored to look like that old Marvel paper that they used to use. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like off-white color. Yeah. Yeah. Like newsprint. I love it, man. I love the zany, like, I love that they didn't use traditional like bad guys that everyone knows in this it's just, like old wacky bad guys the guy that has a spray bot like it a window washer <laughs> yeah. is his name like this is this is right up my alley i, I this is perfect this like these i could read books like this now and i know this isn't for everybody but this right. is the kind of thing that i like it's like a and palate cleanser 
Yeah, there's even offset color. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about old printing process. Like some of these panels, like the color bleeds off in one direction and not the other. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. On purpose or on accident, I think it's great. So yeah, this was this was a win in my yeah, book. It's a, it's a great accent. Like you said, we we both like Tom Riley's art style. We can sing, we can do another whole episode singing his praises. But the thing that really pops in this is the attention to detail and the colors to make it look accidental, which I, I feel like it is. Mm-hmm. It, it really pops and it brings this whole first issue, just makes it stand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goofy ass film. <laughs> They got with a trumpet. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, yeah, it is very golden age, I guess, is what you would, I guess that's the correct terminology. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but seeing the old costumes back in action, that's one of my favorite Ant Man costumes of all times, the goofy ass yeah. first version. I really enjoy it. I've always loved how stupid the helmet looks. Damn, it's my favorite helmet. Yeah. So yeah, it's great, man. Even the action, it's like not over the top. It's old school Adam West blammo action. <laughs> it's great stuff, man. Yeah, it is very, it is very Adam West or even even Golden Age Batman. Like the way he's like, well, I'll just get him to use this ray and then I'll be able to fit through the Yeah. Like that's if my uh, if my calculations are correct, I should have my body should have weathered at a certain degree, and now I can get rid of these like wall handcuffs that he has yeah he's definitely in an s&m dungeon and yeah i like how it's like it's so in the times where it's like it's not a dungeon it's not a mansion or castle where these bad guys are it's like an apartment downtown (laughs) that these guys (laughs) like all these down on their luck bad guys which their name the antagonist is genius i think it's the absolute one of the best things i've ever heard in comic books Um, they just have rigged it up to to trap this dude Right. I do love we get our first connection to another future Ant-Man in this yeah. issue, which is cool. Just like a quick, quick thing that is Janet gives him this like kiss on the nose, which I wonder if he could even feel that. Well, we get we get two Ant-Man in this because the kid throwing popcorn. At oh, that's true. Yeah. Ant-Man yeah. At, at Hank Pym at the beginning is Eric O'Grady, which is the worst Ant-Man. And it's like not my opinion. That's that's sort of his that's the title thing. right yeah yeah his, he's the worst name and that's the one i didn't remember that's the yeah. one i hadn't really i remember that when i saw the suit i was like oh i remember when this was a thing yeah but like i don't in the know secret invasion it. era yeah and even scott lang like i didn't know really like i knew scott lang back then I, ant-man was on my way to radar but he was one of those characters that i really didn't pay attention to i know that he died and disassembled like I know that he got exploded. That's really it. Mm, exploded. Right. Yeah. There is a was it in this issue? No. No, no, no. We'll talk about it in a second. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know that much about Scott Lang either. The man, I just can't get over it. This this is so fucking goofy. Like I didn't know this Ant-Man ever existed. Like yeah. this kind of writing style or anything. It's so goofy. It is goofy. We also get to see, so we get introduced to this character at the beginning, who is this future Ant-Man, first appearance in this book, and then we get his full suit at the end, last page, cliffhanger. What do you think of this one? Oh, dude, I love it. (laughs) I love it. It's so stupid, but it's not like stupid, stupid. It's very common rider, which everybody knows we're into, but I love my favorite part about it is, is this like antenna 
uh, that just kind of sticks out of his face. So good. It's, it's so, so simple. Good, it's so good. And it's clean lines. And one thing we talked about last time with that we like about Tom Riley is that in certain draw in certain illustrations, he doesn't outline the character. He just mm-hmm. like sort of lets it fill itself out. And this is how this Ant-Man is. And it looks freaking great, man. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the heavy outline. He really doesn't do it with any of these characters. It's very, well, he does when he's trying to make it look like a certain thing. But there are certain panels where he doesn't really. But it's, uh, yeah, we talked about it. It's very Guinea like, Tartofsky, like Samurai Jack. It's like the color is, the fill is the outline. Yeah. So, yeah. The first issue goes really fast. It does, yeah. And there's just there's not enough, a lot there other than we get this this guy in a lab coat who I thought was like Reed Richards, that's yeah. like, hey, I need you, and then that's kind of the setup. <laughs> he yeah, comes in I'll, for a second, disappears for a second, then comes back. One thing I do like about this issue is the narration. Mm-hmm. Even at the beginning, it's like we're getting introduced to essentially it's it's talking in some in like a broken robot language. But essentially, it's like, hey, this is the Ant-Man of the future. If you really want to get the full effect of the story, don't try to find out who it is. Even though it ends up not being a big deal, he's just like, hey, just just read the story, man. Mm. <laughs> and then on the last page, it's like initiating cliffhanger. It's like a robot telling the story, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Narrating the whole thing. But that's issue number one. It's fast-paced. The art is a solid win. I love Anytime we get to go back in time and read, because a lot of times if you really go back and read those old stories, it's a lot of heavy dialogue that they added to it. And it doesn't really make sense. This is like a cleaned up version of that. And I, I really liked it. Yeah, the the older comics seem to, they they speak out their thoughts, right? This one does it a little bit, but it's more modernized. So you don't have as much as that. But yeah, like old comic books, like... People, they're writing every inch of thought that that person is having. Yeah. It's like so, a straight up book with image, like fit into panels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, I guess we'll move on to Ant-Man number two. Ant-Man number two. All right. Ant-Man number two. Jumping forward in time. The Marvel Universe has been infiltrated by shape-shifting Skrulls posing as allies. Little does anyone know that that secret invasion is about to explode. It's my Billy D. Williams voice. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that have to do with the heirs Ant-Man, Eric O'Grady? Eric must retrieve important data from Scott Lang's helmet. The only problem is Scott Lang is dead. But what's a little grave robbing to somebody who's irredeemable? The journey through A-Man's history continues. This character, again, like I said, I knew nothing about. But, okay, I know we usually wait on art. But I do want to say, mm-hmm. Tom Riley is amazing for the fact that he can, he's just like, Boop. okay, now we're in the 2000s. Like, his drawing right. style completely changed. It it fits for the time. It resembles what he has done in the past Mm -hmm. but the fact that he brought it up to date and again that's some color but the lines hold true to that as well yeah and this exact style is what that book looked like back then so it's like tom riley imitating whoever the artist was back then and doing a a pretty great job yeah 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 yeah. there's some there's some funny stuff in here i just (laughs) I like the the 
the inner monologue where he's like trying to figure out what he's going to do. Because Tom Riley, I mean, not Tom Riley, Eric O'Grady, is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. He is, he's escaped from a shield car- helicarrier and he's kind of trying to figure out, he's on the move and he's trying to figure out what to do. And it reminds me of that Parks and Rec where he's like, overcooked chicken, straight to jail. Mm-hmm. Undercooked chicken, yeah. straight to jail. With Fred Armisen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's sitting there talking about, you know, what to do next. He's planning it out and he's like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 pause, and then die in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, next thing. I'll do this, 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 pause, and then die in jail. <laughs> like, I don't know. That that was that was pretty that was pretty great. I enjoyed yeah. that. We also get a look at the Scott Lang's suit at the time, which I liked back then. I don't know if I still like it, but it I made his head look more like an ant, like an actual ant than like a goofball dome yeah yeah yeah. i was that's what i was gonna say when we were talking about the last issue i've never seen this costume before and i dig it man i i know it's it's still goofy they're all goofy yeah. they're all really goofy especially so, the the eric o'grady suit is the goofiest for it to be like yeah. this highly highly advanced floppy ass antenna like i can just imagine that they're always moving in front of his face yeah um, Throughout this yeah. issue, we get the the subplot of the Secret Invasion, so that's cool to go back to that era and time. I, I really like the Secret Invasion. I have it's a story that I haven't revisited because time has told me that every time I revisit a story, I end up not liking it. So I'm yeah, just leaving just, that where it's at. What you do is you just read the Wikipedia and you yeah. leave it. Yeah, this is an interesting issue because Eric O'Grady is kind of like a he seems like a piece of shit because he he's yeah. out of he's out of the man fairy dust that they use <laughs> pen particles yeah i didn't realize it was a gas i think it's great that they call it that and they don't try to like modernize it for pen particles they're just like yeah it's just this gas and even and even like later on you sh- you see scott lang bust open a capsule and it's like actual like actual powder yeah he's out of this gas and so he's like where can i get this well the old ant man this happened or he's on the shield hell, hell carrier i can't get any i can't get it from him but scott lang he's probably got it oh he's dead oh i bet they buried it that he thinks that they yeah. buried him in his costume and that he'll have pin particles so he tries to dig up the body damn yeah, what a yeah he's terrible and he also you know the the ant-man is the genius that's his thing right hank pym at least this guy's not a genius, even though he's like, they always try to make him at least a little smart with Scott Lang being like an electrical engineer. Yeah, Scott Lang seemed pretty smart in this. Yeah, and then this, this guy was an actual analyst for S.H.I.E.L.D., so he's not dumb, but he's also kind of dumb. Like, that's that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's super dumb. Again, you know, you as you're reading through the story, his antenna are really fun because they like perk up when he's excited and they just kind of flink. I don't know. It's great. I love yeah, it. Very, very Spider-Man esque because Spider-Man has, you know, the his eyes shouldn't emote. Yeah, it's great. There, one thing that I do want to highlight. I know we don't go panel by panel, but it's like he goes to the grave, right? And he's like, he's also kind of lazy. <laughs> he's like, instead of digging up this body himself, he sits there and he calls all these ants to do it. And then after twenty minutes, they've only moved like a patch of grass. Yeah, so silly, so funny, man. Yeah, that was great. Because, I mean, realistically, what do you expect? Yeah. Meanwhile, Hank Pym of the time isn't really Hank Pym. He's a scroll, And he thinks that Eric O'Grady has uncovered the secret invasion plot. So now he has to figure out how to kill him. And that's sort of why those two fight in this issue. 
Yeah. I, so we get a we get a, a visit from the Ant-Man of the Future again. And he's like, I can't tell you anything important about the future. I don't want to fracture the timeline, right? And he says that thing, that Back to the Future thing, which they debunk. Yeah, you know, he's like, if you alter the timeline, I'll go back to a different timeline. It's like, no, you'd go back to the same timeline. You, that's not how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> you mean Back to the Future was bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he, this guy ends up just asking him a bunch of spoiler shit. He's like asking about the ending of Lost, and he's asking about you know whether or not he should buy a house or like who wins <laughs> the Super Bowl, like all this dumb stuff. Yeah, which I think is pretty great. It's, yeah. It's very on character for him. And eventually, Ant-Man of the Future gets annoyed and just Doom portals out. I will, I will always love Doctor Doom's time machine. It's just a flat <laughs> piece of ground that just goes over your body. Very, yeah. very simple. I love it so much. Yeah, it's cool. Watching them fight is funny because he comes to the realization that he... so. Scroll Hank Pym thinks that Eric O'Grady has figured all this out, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, "Why are you even di-? like?" And then talking to him, he figures out, "Well, this guy's actually kind of an idiot, and he hasn't uncovered anything. He's digging up Scott Lang's body because he wants to. He figures out that he wants to get the Pym particles from there. He's like, "Dude, Scott Lang exploded. There, there's nothing <laughs> in that. In that yeah, that box is empty. Yeah." And then he realizes that this is the most advanced Ant-Man suit and that it just creates pin particles instead of like talking to the suit as he could have and figured that out. He just accidentally learns it. So it's, it's pretty funny. He just did all that. It is a huge waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. This is an interesting issue because it's just like pure comedy. There's really no stakes at this point. And this guy is just living a day in his life as being the worst Ant-Man ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like his first day as Ant Man too. Yeah, and Squirrel Hank Pym's gonna kill him, but then just like it, so in the first one, the future Ant Man takes Hank Pym from his time, and this this book ends the same way, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, this well, and it's kind of funny because this guy's so stupid he actually attacks his own Hank- bros. Yeah, Hank Pym, which he doesn't. He, well, I mean, it makes sense. So he was just getting his ass kicked by Hank Pym, and then he. But it's dumb because he's like, "Hey, man, how'd you change suits suits so fast?" Yeah, and then they get zapped. That being said, I love that Hank Pym costume too. They're good. I like them both. <laughs> yeah, that's the most the more modern Airman has had has had a lot of costumes. He didn't have the blizzard or gloves like the the classic one we looked at. He had like the. kind of jaggedy lines on his gloves this one is more streamlined yeah man that's issue number two how are you feeling about it still man are you well it is i am and i do appreciate this one does seem to have some stakes because as he teleports into this arena wherever he's at there's like a giant hand descending on him so yeah we know that something's going somewhere yeah we also see hank pym knocked out because of this full, we also see Scott Lang, which we haven't been introduced to yet in this story and future Ant-Man. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, right, so far, so good. Let's go into issue number three. Ant-Man issue three. In the present, the current 
In the present, the current Ant-Man, Scott Lang, has been tasked by the Avengers with a very important mission. Guard the prison holding Ultron. But the evil black ant, Eric O'Grady, has <laughs> this was Racist. this one. This well, this book has a lot of like convoluted stuff, like current timeline, and has other ideas that may spell doom for humanity. Don't miss this epic journey through Ant Man's history. So, Eric O'Grady, but it's not Eric O'Grady; it's a robot programmed to be programmed to be Eric O'Grady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evil yeah, it, goofy. Okay, so we've been touting about the artwork. I'm really into it. Still into it. Yeah. I do have a complaint. On this very first page, there's some weird shit going on with this leg <laughs> at the very bottom, very bottom panel. The first page? Of the first page. He's got yeah. his leg up. I understand what he's trying to do. Yeah. But it looks very odd. So Tom, I hate to say it. That. You need to work you need to work on your leg there a little bit. But otherwise, I mean, it continues to be so good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I said that this is the current continuity. So there is a lot of like convoluted jargon that's going on right now, which is fine because they explain a lot of it. Yeah. This is the kind of comic that I need, right? Yeah. When you don't have 40 years worth of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't recap. need 40 years of comic knowledge. It just says like, Oh, this is exactly like, there's this monologue as he's running through the city. Like I was programmed to be this and this and this it's like, thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. And the only thing you really need to know is that in the current timeline, Ultron and Hank Pym have combined together. Scott Lang is the main Ant-Man, and then that's who that's where Hank Pym is nowadays. Yeah, yeah. See, I remember that. Yeah. I remember hearing about that, too. Yeah, and so that's really the only thing that you need to know going into this. Uh, how do you feel about Scott Lang's Ant-Man suit? I dig it. I like it. Same. I like it a lot. I honestly, I like all the Ant-Man suits. There's not a, the the Eric O'Grady one is kind of goofy, but I appreciate that about it. Yeah. Same. Especially since it's supposed to be like the top of the line one, and it looks dumber than the rest. That looks so goofy. It looks like it could honestly be a Spider-Man, one of Spider-Man's goofy, many goofy suits that he has. Like one of the like uh, the uh, what was that series after the Clone Wars when or. Was it after the, not the Clone Wars, the Clone Saga, where he had the identity crisis? Oh, like the Slingers. Yes. It seems yeah. like it could have been part of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the rest of the Ant-Man, what I appreciate about him is that they're utilitarian. Like, he is a superhero, but his power is to shrink and get big. Yeah. So, and to control ants. He's not really, like, a muscle man. So why yeah. would he have like armor or anything like that? Like this dude's not trying to get hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even in that last issue, he says that he's like, I got a suit, but it's like the weakest tech, <laughs> like as far as fighting wise. It's really just for like flying around. Yeah, yeah. So I, I dig it overall. And it's cool. In this one, we're introduced. I mean, for you at home that have been reading Ant-Man for years, which I know all of you have been. Mm -hmm. i'm sure yeah. y'all are the biggest ant-man fans ever we get introduced to cassie lang which is going to be a big a character in the new movie so that was kind of cool i yeah. didn't know anything about her other than the movie so yeah and all the promo stuff for the movies it's like ant-man was and it just says cassie and people are like her name's not gonna be cassie uh in the comic books her name is stature it has been when she was part of the young avengers it was stature 
But I don't know if you remember in the 90s, they had this imprint of Marvel called MC2, where it had like yeah, the future characters, which was great. Cassie was the leader of the Avengers then, and her name was Stinger, and she had a purple suit. And they sort of adapted that to the modern comic books, which leads me to believe that's what they're going to do for the movies. MC2, like, was that May Parker as well? Yeah, yeah. Spider-Girl oh, was like the main, yeah. you know, the focal point of that. So good, man. What happened to her? You know, Peter Parker can't have kids, man. He's got to be a loser. God, that was so, she was so great. <laughs> she was great. That was such a great story. Like, it's disappointing yeah. that they can continue that. Because I remember being enthralled. I didn't, like, collect yeah. it. But just, sorry, sidebar. One, her costume is sick as shit. Also, that was a very intriguing story. Because Peter Parker's, like, retired. He's, like, missing a leg. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. he's hurt. So he can't be Spider-Man anymore. Yeah, she's a great character, man. We we I can't wait. We should read a story, one of her stories. I think they brought her back for a mini series back in like 2016. So maybe we can read that one. I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember comics being better back then. No, I mean like when that <laughs> came when that came out, I remember the art was really stellar too, but that could be rose tinted glasses. Yeah, I could. That's why I'm scared to read I'm I'm scared to read old stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what we're what we're doing for thick cut while i do love this story the artwork is like oof, this is <laughs> I guess of its it time get, it does get better what do you think about iron man in this do you, do you like that iron man the more modern iron man suit i do i do i like that one too is it, i think this yeah i think i even have this one yeah they I just made so. the marvel legend for him yeah 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 i like it it's very it harkens back to the classic which was always my favorite yeah but it, it, what i like about this suit is so the classic never made a lot of sense because he's got like the main chest piece, which is what he wears all the time to keep the mm. fragments from going in his heart. <laughs> but he, but and he's got the gauntlets, you know, and the boots. Mm. But it's like, what's the gold shit? Why is that so flexible? Yeah. It's not armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is he wearing a leotard? So what I like about this is how it modernizes that look and still makes sense quote unquote physically like how does that how does that make sense so what else stuck out in this issue man issue number three well i feel like i'm still in that interview like i'm like oh shit i better answer this well i think it's kind of funny just seeing how the pym and ultron hybrid are communicating yeah Um, they use i can't remember what they called as a specific and psychic language that hank pym created which is again wacky comic books yeah he says bug speak bugs bug speak but he says ant telepathy yeah and then he says bug speak but the the pym ultron hybrid is pretty stupid (laughs) i mean in my personal opinion i'm like that's the as far as artwork like that's the best you could come up with is just a split right down the middle <laughs> in the in like the main continuity, it's more of like his body is taken over, kind of like cyborg. See, I can dig that. This is yeah. goofy. This yeah, this looks straight down the middle split. That's dumb. That's not how it looks like. It's straight up some two face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, playing God of War right now, I'm really into like Norse mythology. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I do like that aspect. It's like we've sealed them in this adamantium. Of course, they've got enough adamantium, uh, rares metal on Earth to make a tube. (laughs) 
they're like and then we seal it up with some runes i like seeing thor here it's cool uh, i like thor in comics because he's like the yield speak yeah and i dig that costume a lot yeah but we didn't mention that the amaranth of the future is popping up in all these dimensions and just or in all these time periods and scanning ants and dipping out it's the most random thing yeah he's just yeah he just like his hand glows the ants glow and then he leaves one thing that i thought was really annoying about this issue and it's like dumb it's a dumb gripe tell me i thought i thought spider-man popped up and oh yeah it yeah it wasn't spider-man it was just spiders <laughs> Me too. I was the same way. I was like, oh, how funny that he can talk to Peter Parker. And then, yeah, that is not what it was. Yeah, it was like mm -hmm. bug speed because they even mentioned Spider-Man earlier. She's like, we need to make our own or maybe after this, we need to make our own team with like me, you, the wasp, or the other wasp and even Spider-Man if he doesn't be if he's not weird, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. But that was also kind of neat that it, they've expanded beyond. Yeah. That he just talked to like all bugs, yeah. But I mean, technically, they're yeah. not bugs. Uh, I thought it was weird that Eric O'Grady has like a human face as a robot, like his helmet gets knocked off. I thought he yeah. was just a fucking robot that no, called himself like a, Eric O'Grady, like a life model, life model decoy mm. of Eric O'Grady, of course. Makes perfect LNG. sense. And then the book ends with this, like, so stupid. It's so stupid, but it's also like, that's funny. It's the all father Ultron, which was in, you know, in the next issue, we get a full breakdown of like all these stories that it's referencing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's just I like, so that. it's just like so many stories that it's connecting together just because then, it can. But, but those are real. Cause those I was like, real. these are, those these are, are all real. real. Okay. Are all real. Yeah. These are all... I, well, it was the Thor, like 4,000 and something. I was like, this isn't real. They're these are real, man. I was really hoping that it was making all this up. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, uh, I think it's funny because it's like all of these things happen and whether they be one-offs or offshoots or retconned, it doesn't affect this story. It's like mm -hmm. this, this cre creature, all father Ultron was trapped outside of time. Yeah. And now he's here. So it doesn't For one really, second. Yeah. So now it doesn't really matter. That, and that's to me. Perfect. Yeah. Because he says he was caught out of time for one second. Yeah. One whole second. And I'm like, damn, yeah, you could use that at any time you ever wanted to. Exactly. One thing we didn't talk about, <clears throat> which I thought was really neat, is when the Ant-Man of the future pulls in, when he pulls in an older Ant-Man or whatever through the time stream, mm -hmm. You see this really, you see like their past in the background, which yeah. I think is cool. Like, was he part of the Fantastic Four? Scott, Scott Lang. Yeah, yeah he, there was a, it was a new Fantastic Four, which had She-Thing, She-Hulk, him, and I can't remember who the third, fourth member was. <laughs> that does not sound like a interesting fan. Well, it's a very interesting Fantastic Four. Well, it Four. was, I, I think you would like it. It was done by Mike Allred. Explain. Who, Mike Allred is the guy that did Madman and like that whole oh, okay. ecstatics, okay. all those characters. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So it's uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. I do like when he's pulled in, you see Cassie, just like a spot of her in the background. Like, what the hell? Where are you going? Yeah. Great. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. Now I'm trying to think of who that fourth person was. Oh, Medusa. For, oh, <laughs> from, from the 
Inhumans. The Inhumans, yeah, she was part of it too. She was uh, from the Inhumanes. That's issue number three, man. Are you still into it? It's you know, to me, it's just like I, at, at issue number three, I was like, okay, this is just a refreshing side story. It has no real like heavy stakes on the main continuity, even though it's kind of set in the, like that's the cool thing about these time stories, yeah. is that. It doesn't have any like ramifications on what's going on right now. Right. So oh, yeah, yeah. Go read a bunch of other stuff. I'm definitely still in. The all, <clears throat> all Father Ultron is very goofy. And I don't really like how he's illustrated here. Yeah. Because it looks like a Scooby-Doo, like villain ghost yeah. <laughs> or something. So that really takes a lot of the impact of his reveal out. The design is fun. It's fine. It's fun yeah. and fine, but it's not it's my favorite. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not my favorite either. I think it looks dumb, but it 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 he said it is dumb. Like all yeah, father Ultron yeah. is dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, I'm definitely still in it. Yeah, it's, and the uh, art style is like reg for my in my opinion, is regular Tom Riley current art style, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant-Man number four. Who is this mysterious Ant-Man of the future who the past Ant-Men keep bumping in, bumping in, bumping into? Find out here is Ant-Man of 2549 recruits Hank Pym, Eric O'Grady, Eric O'Grady, and Scott Lang to take on a godlike Ultron. Don't miss this epic anniversary finale as Ant-Man of the past, present, and future come together to save the world. Uh, info dump that's what it says it says marvel deep background info dump and it's just like again dropping all these stories man that just i did not think these were real man don't matter what is this mighty thor number 4774 i I that's why i was like there's no there's no way there are four thousand issues this is a joke (laughs) i can't remember if that's even what the title was called but i remember the him getting the all-father power and there's a Warriors 5 in Beta Ray Bill. Again, I didn't think that was real. Yeah, I don't know if those are actual titles. I don't know if like these events happened in... I need to do my research. I, I, I know that a lot of these events happened because I remember especially like... The th- like the, the Doombot the Thor, thing? The Thor... What's her name? Jane Foster Thor defeating this all father ultron i remember that happening and i think it's i think a lot of this stuff happened in secret wars if i'm not mistaken Mm. so like when they had the secret wars in 2008 like a lot of that stuff they were just making up issues let me see let me let me double check and see what that for well that's so so while he's researching that some of these things the reason i thought these were fake is and i'll just read them one by one it says ultron arrives from the past loaded with asgardian magic and uses this power to to take the power of all father and in parentheses mighty thor 4774 <clears throat> yeah next panel all father ultron conquers asgard entirely imprisoning the surviving asgardians inside a magical mirror warriors 5 and beta ray bill number 350 so it means there's 350 of those issues. With power, with power assured, Ultron sends his legions forth to conquer the Earth and transform it into his machine paradise. Most organic life is destroyed and all surviving humans are enslaved by bio-circuitry. Hmm, so booming. 
So it was in a it was a, a series called Avengers Ultron Forever. The issues are made up, but all okay. the events happened as like in this universe, this is what the issue would have been. This this word here, biocircuitry sabomine, named Ultron's well. I've never heard that word before in my life. But that's avenging Ultron all father imperative number one through five. Okay, so so yeah. the these are made up. But yeah, yeah, the, the, the things issues. happen, but they're made up. Okay. Yeah, because these actually because these images are from that event. That's why I was like, I don't remember the. I didn't even look at the actual issues. That it's funny that it's four thousand seven hundred seventy four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I said. That's why I thought it was not real. But okay, so let's talk a little bit about future Ant Man. There's some weird shit about his origins, but these nano ant swarm. That's a cool. That's kind of a cool power. Yeah, he creates, he can create these constructs with these, he has nano ants. He's from the future where there aren't real ants. Everything's like, it was taken over by technology. And I think he clones ants or genetically creates them. He tries to, yeah. And then he says, they didn't, yeah, they didn't have the evolutionary intelligence of their forefathers. And that's why he's going and scanning ants from these other time i do find it kind of funny that he calls himself ant-man i guess just to harken back to the past because he has these nano ants he should just call himself something else nano man nano man it makes more sense <laughs> yeah i think he i just mean it just, that's it's like, like that's a cool name why not just be nano man it's like 2099 spider-man yes that's what i thought too yeah he just has an appreciation for that Oh, 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 no, I was thinking Ultimate. I mean, the cartoon with the, oh, the oh, Unlimited. Nanobot. Unlimited, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 29.9 Spider-Man makes, but that makes sense. He, he was genetically modified to be like Spider-Man, so that yeah. still makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. But we digress. That is, it's still cool that he's called Ant-Man. I'm not going to bust anybody's balls for that. I His origin is fun. I think that's kind of a cool way to bring him in. And I'm still digging this costume, man. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's so good. I mean, I, I'm like you. I like all of them. I, I like in this issue how they keep the art style from the time period. Mm-hmm. So like Hank Pym's Ant-Man looks like the old school Ant-Man. You know, the future Ant-Man still looks like that. Like it's it. I, I love that they kept it all. Even though the All-Father Ultron has sort of an anime vibe to him. He starts yeah. to look like a, an anime character. Well, even within... And I think this is what you're saying, but I'm going to reiterate. Even within the confines of it, okay, so like like you said, like the the early days of Hank Pym, he's standing alongside of future Ant-Man, but he looks like he did then, yeah. and future Ant-Man looks like he does now. Like they're yeah, like so. There's it's kind of like like that Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah where it's yeah. like Ninja Turtles Unlimited or whatever it's called, where it's like. We got the 87 turtles and then we've got the 2003 turtles and then the Mirage turtles. Like they look like they do in their yeah. era, but here. Yeah. So that's great. That's man. super nice touch. And this, this last issue essentially pulls all the other three issues together at the, mm-hmm. on the last page, the cliffhanger from every issue is Ant-Man 20, whatever, 2549 pulling the past ant-man to the future and this is sort of explaining how it all happened or yeah. why it happened essentially there there was a 
there's a and, and even seeing something we've already seen when Eric O'Grady is brought in we see when he you know when Hank Pym gets knocked back mm-hmm. like from a different angle which is cool but I like this detail of when Scott Lang is talking to the Ultron all father Ultron Mm-hmm. who is who is the pym ultron hybrid and he says if you had all the powers of the all-father as hank pym you would be looking for a way to no longer be bound to ultron and i was like oh shit and he has like kind of a weird like what do they call that in when like that moment where they confuse a robot in every movie it's called i can't remember what it's called i know what you're talking about but it's like the the point where they confuse it. They some unanswerable question where the robot's head explodes. <laughs> I can't I can't remember what that's called. Email us at I don't have an email dot com and tell me what that's called. But it's I, I really like that detail because yeah, Scott Lang cool. obviously has a lot of love for Hank Pym, even if Hank Pym is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. So I enjoy that. This future Ant Man seems like he doesn't really need these guys though, man. like the the convenience of them bringing that anti-aging ray gun is pretty much it but he also could have just went back in time and got that he didn't really need them yeah well i like how he reconstructs it too that was cool a little nanobot Eric grady is the distraction but that's really it yeah but i mean it's like every comic story it's just a means to an end right so they just wanted to bring all them in. The panel with all three of them standing side by side. Perfect, man. Chef's kiss. Also, when he hits Ultron with the oh. de-aging. God, that is such a good panel, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never yeah. seen the origins of Ultron. Like, seeing that first. That you is know, so you, good. You've never, never seen the first Ultron? <laughs> no. So, so dumb, dude. No, it's so good. So Thank you, Tom Riley, for that. Can you... Tom Riley, because I know you're listening to this, Tom Riley. Yeah. If I say his name enough, I'm going to put it on my secret board. I know you'll tag him in this, hopefully. Yeah, for anyway, sure. Tom Riley, if you could send us just that panel with no words on it. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love that poster. That would be a badass poster. It's so great. He does a lot of those things, though. I mean, in this book, a lot of little series of images like that. Man, he's just fantastic. I yeah, really I dig his work. So he's, you know, I know we're going to talk about this later, but Tom Riley is up there with a lot of the artists that we really fawn over here. Like Dan Mora, Daniel Warren yeah. Johnson. Yes. <laughs> Lex does a better job at remembering names. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that guy that did this thing. I like him. Yeah. It's like anytime we get one of those books, it's like, okay, we already know what these guys are going to score this based off of art alone. Yeah. Uh, what, man. One quick thing, though. I love. I love the future Ant-Man suit. I also love how it opens up for him to like talk. It's not like an actual helmet. It just kind of like opens up and it's, it's only a dome. I mean, did you notice that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he's talking to Hank Pym? Yeah. 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 It's so good. Yeah. It's like a half. These guys yeah. remind me of the green lanterns kind of with yeah, Hank Pym being Hal Jordan, Eric O'Grady being like a guy gardener. Yeah, Kyle Lang being Kyle Rayner and maybe the future Ant-Man being like a John Stewart kind of. Yeah, he's got brown. Black. He's brown. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to fill that spot, yeah. I think it's interesting 
his name is Asgar. I wonder if that has anything to do with the circumstances of like where he comes from. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully we see more of this character. I, I, I haven't seen him since this, but this was like, for me, this was like a great anniversary series. You get to see these four Ant-Men that I don't even get to exist at the same time, I don't think. I mean, I, I know they do, but like in Scott Lang's time, he has Hank, evil Hank Pym. In Eric O'Grady's time, he had a scroll Hank Pym. This Hank Pym is fucking young and doesn't even know these guys exist yet. And so it's cool to see them like sort of all bond in this moment. Even though Scott Lang was trying to break into the apartment yeah. <laughs> that was c- currently holding Hank Pym yeah. hostage, which would have been awkward. Yeah, um, it was. And even Hank Pym re- recognizes Eric O'Grady. And he's yeah, like, man, yeah. I, I, th- I had a better influence on you than I thought. And Scott Lang knows Eric O'Grady. So he's like, yeah, not really. Kind of sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, um, so it sucks. And, you know, to Eric O'Grady's defense, he does have, like, very heroic moments. When he dies, it's, like, at the sacrifice to save everybody. But what's funny about it is that nobody knows that he sacrifices himself. So, Damn, spoiler alert. He dies, saves everybody, but everyone still thinks he just sucks because he's terrible. (laughs) That's I hate that. There should be some redemption in there. Well, the reader knows it, but, like, the in-universe people... Just well, that's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I really like that this future Ant Man has a lot of potential. He's much like twenty nine Spider Man. Twenty ninety nine Spider Man is that he's so far in the future that it's not like oh, this is the. It's not like somebody that's a couple of years from now where it's like oh, this is who's going to be Ant Man after this, this, this. Yeah, it's like no, this is like if if we're in current continuity going forever. Yeah, which it'll never. It'll be. It'll be fucking Scott Lang and Hank Pym in 2099. But yeah, for sure. <clears throat> if if in like in-universe continuity, if that were to continue, this is so far in the future that they don't really have to mess with. Yeah. And it's like so far in the future that history can be distorted in that time. So like if that Ant-Man came to the normal or the regular timeline, it would be like, the history records could be different. So it's like, I can't really affect mm-hmm. time because I don't really even really know what happened in this timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, much like 2099, he's been in the 616 yeah. universe before, like the past universe, so. Yeah, like lived lived in it. It didn't affect it at all. He should always be there. He's the best Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Not really, but he's okay. <laughs> he is the third best Spider-Man. He's cool. I love 2099. He's cool for sure. Uh, Miguel O'Hara is great. And like he because he has the, bat, the Batman spikes. Huh? No. I'll, well, I like his costume. It's not really <laughs> his spikes that I like. I like him because he's so cultural. Miguel O'Hara. Like, yeah, he's he's touching a whole name basis. like that. He was he was hitting those cultural touchstones way, way before Miles Morales. <laughs> it's almost like he's from the future. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when people just got along. All right, man. Let's talk about we talked about the art a little bit. Let's. Let's overall, what'd you think of this book, man? Tom Rowley, I'm going to say your name one more time. You did it again. For the algorithm. Yeah, for the algorithm. One thing we didn't talk about that I want to bring up because I'm seeing it here. You know, you're talking about the way the future man's helmet kind of opens. I like that they gave it like an ant mouth. Yeah. That was a good touch. That was a great touch. Because the rest of them don't really have that. Yeah. It's going to have this like microphone, it, it seems like. 
Yeah, that's the most antish thing about this, and that's a good touch. Anyway, artwork, shit. Yeah. What can I say? There, it's such a good amalgamation of classic lines and style with the cleanliness of modern digital work. And I don't know if Tom sure. Riley, I don't know one more. Anyone at home, tally it up, take a drink. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if he works traditionally and then has it colored digitally, but <clears throat> either way, you can tell it's very classic. It's very clean, but it, I guess it's kind of modern. And that, yeah, I meant to say it's modern and clean, but anyway, it's, it's nice, man. I, whew, yeah, he's the type of artist that makes me self-conscious about doing art. <laughs> just like, <laughs> Jesus, man. I want to do this. I want to be able to do this. This is definitely a style that I've always wanted to emulate because I yeah. I really love, especially like it it's popular. And like I I joked at Guinea Tartofsky, like it's kind of popular with that with like these heavy bold lines in there for the shadows and stuff. But also the simplicity of just like, okay. And maybe it's just because it's Ant-Man, but it's like, okay, we've got a nice lat with a few little doop, doop, couple lines and we've got the muscle tone, yeah. you know, it's like, we don't the, need to overdo it. Right. We don't need riblets like we had with the Nightfall Batman, but also, I mean, this, it reminds me a lot of, and God, I, I'm just so terrible at names. I'm two beers deep. That's all. That's all. <laughs> but I can't remember, but you know, that classic Superman well in general but the classic superman cartoon where he just looked like a buff guy from like the 40s you know what i mean like yeah yeah i can't remember who illustrated those cartoons but the like the ones where he couldn't even fly yet you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah Yeah, i remember that i can't remember who illustrated those either yeah and i'm kind of excuse us for not knowing that because i know he's like a big bfd but i just cannot remember but anyway the simplicity of that like these guys are tough strong whatever but we don't have to have that many details like a couple of lines kind of like invincible in some of the earlier issues like we just need a couple of lines that tells the story yeah like you don't have to have the giant 90s macho character to know that these guys are superpowers where them pouches at of course scott (laughs) lang has some pouches but yeah dude so good so good and story-wise like i said it feels like an anniversary issue appreciation of Batman through the times. It's yes. sort of refreshing just to have a, a one-off story that doesn't, it doesn't have like these world ending stakes, even though it kind of did. Well, it tried to, but yeah. I, again, like they have that. I throw so many references out and I'm sorry about that, but oh, it reminds funny. me of, <laughs> And thank you for smoking when when they're talking about the script for the advertisement for smoking. And they're like, well, there's no smoking in space because they have an oxygen rich environment. They're like, well, we'll just throw this in the thing. Thank God we have that new oxygen lets it smoke in space. In this, it's like, yeah, he's locked in one second of time. Mm -hmm. And so we get to battle him in that pocket time dimension. And I'm like, perfect. And we beat him. (laughs) Yeah, this is perfect because that's it. Like you got your anniversary. We see this new Ant-Man, which I hope to God that we see him in the current continuity because he's amazing. He's great. Yeah. At least the suit, man. Like that to me, I know. So when people talk about wanting movies and shows and cartoons, I know it's not so much as like 
saying it and it happens. Like, I know it's a lot of work, but that seems like that would be a badass show with the Tom Riley emulating this style, Ant-Man 2549. I think that'd be a great animated series, man. Yeah, I think if if Tom Riley couldn't do it himself, which of yeah. course, you know, all you do is supervise animators and they'll they're gonna emulate whatever style you put out there. Yeah. But you get somebody like Genny Tartovsky on this. I'm gonna say that again. That's number right. three or four. I mean wishboard Gindy. Get him on a series like this. Yeah, that'd be dope. And make it golden era. Like if yeah. it wasn't all these, either make it future or golden era. Yeah. You could really do something with that. I'd love to see it. I think you can, man. So we enjoyed this. We enjoyed this. I hated you, this book. <laughs> which, this, I've been faking you, it this whole time. Would you recommend it to your neighbor? Let's let's grade this thing. I'll let you. I first would not because, recommend it to my neighbor. He is an angry person. Let's grade this thing. If you need to check out the Wednesday pull list grading chart, join our Discord and go to the FAQ section. Which I need to update. There's like a bunch of old Galactic Toys ads and stuff in there. <laughs> oh yeah, we probably I probably still have an affiliate link to them. <laughs> yeah, go to there. The grading charts in that at the very top, and don't try to make sense of it. Just go with your gut. Yeah, literally because it's toast. You can eat it, whatever tastes best. Yeah. Would you like to go first, or shall I? One for uh, I think it's pretty safe. I'll go first. I'm going E five, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's directly in the middle and exactly what I was looking at. That is the perfect golden brown piece of toast. How can you go any further? I don't really um, have any complaints about this book. And I and then you know, I've tried over the years of us reviewing books, I've tried to not be like super harsh on stories and or super like over the top gushing over it. <laughs> I I don't really have a lot of complaints with this story though, man. It, it kind of gave me everything I wanted from a, a refreshing story. A lot of times we read these, we read a lot of indie books that can be kind of heavy, but have like mm-hmm. deep story moments. And every now and then it's just good to have a good old wacky superhero story. And this was exactly what I wanted. So that's my yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm same, obviously. Like I said, other than a goofy knee, mm-hmm. Tom Riley. One yeah. more. I couldn't do it better. I just noticed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah other that's than another that, thing. it's like we we may comment on art and stuff, and in, in no way, shape, or form. Because I was thinking about this, I was like, man, sometimes we we are critical about art, and I, you know, this year we plan on putting out a web comic, and I'm like, people are gonna rip us apart. But it's like <laughs> we're not saying that we could do it better. We're just saying that well, this is what we noticed. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, other than that one, that is the only complaint I have about this. And that's saying yeah. a lot like that, because that's a, really not a big deal, not yeah. a big deal. So, yeah, I recommend it if y'all are if y'all are out there just to find something fun to read. Yeah, you'll want some classic mentality you want to think about or you want to forget about just the the just the shit <laughs> that's going on right now. It, no matter what it is, shit that's going on in your home, shit that's going on in the world. If you just want to read a fun little story, then Ant Man 2022, because yeah. they don't, they could have just titled it something to make it easy to find. That's, it's a good place to start. It's a good, it's yeah. a good book. And at the end of it, we see that Tom Riley is going to do a Wasp book in the same vein. The, the covers that I've seen are exactly like this one, you know, and I don't know a lot of 
So there's Janet Van Dyne, there's Nadia Van Dyne, and then Stinger. I don't really know how the the Wasp one's going to work, but it's what about Wine and Dine? Yeah, their their restaurant that they have. <laughs> so um, they so I'm sure I'll, we definitely will be reading that one. I know we don't read a lot of volume twos, but I think it's its own book. So loophole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but the MCU, man. God, I oh, just, God I damn know. it! I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're circling, <laughs> we're circling the trade. Sam, where can the people find you, man? You can find me on Instagram as sim underscore on underscore toast. I was just thinking about. It. I've never plugged this before, but I have a book. It's called The Telltale Fart. It yeah. is on Amazon. I'm not seeing any money from this sale, but I would love for people to buy it if you're interested. Again, it's on Amazon Telltale Fart. I already got paid for my part, so you're not really doing anything for me, but I think it would be cool if you bought it. So if you're interested in that book, it's on Amazon. And then I have a website that will be up for a while still. It's simontorportraits.com. I forgot. <clears throat> what about nice. you, Lex? Tell us about it. <laughs> Everything else is Wednesday Pool everywhere. Check out our website. Lots of lots of new articles are going to be popped up, popping up on there in the next couple of weeks. I had this whole you know the first week of the year i was going to do all these things had these things scheduled out but then i got my and i was like yeah i'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out it's not a big deal but then i got my wisdom teeth taken out and it sucked for a few days so i felt like a piece of crap not doing anything but it happens give him a break guys he got half (laughs) of his skull removed (laughs) so i'm excited to see some of the things that come out on the website and i hope you guys will check it out other than that we're paying for it, so please look at it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, make it worth our while. I'm just kidding. We'll see you guys also, next time. Yeah, no. yeah, before, 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 before we'll see we go. Yeah, so you've listened to Exiles, yeah. our review on that. Remember that we are continuing those reviews on Patreon. It's cost the amount of less than a less. frappe <laughs> or a frap, depending on where you go, Yeah, you know, to be a patron. So we would greatly appreciate that. It helps us pay for that website that you're not looking at, but it also just helps us make this show better. So if you're interested in listening to more of that, we're going to continue that throughout the year. And Exiles is, it's like already way better than (laughs) for Thick Cut. We go issue by issue. It's already way better than Batman Nightfall. That was just too old. It was too Um, old. Yeah. It's it's such a low amount on Patreon that, like all of our friends that are subscribed to it, you don't even notice it every month. <laughs> yeah, you'll just completely forget about it. It is nothing. So, it's a subscription um, that you've gone to, like an app subscription. You know, yeah. you're like, oh shit, I got charged three dollars. You Oops. might accidentally see it one month. So check it out. Uh, we would love to have you on there. We're gonna start doing more things on there as the year goes on. But I'm excited. Definitely check out the thick cut, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.